Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop podcast after dark because... Look, just cut the crap, Shelby. It's okay? 1.40 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> we're eating Taco Bell. We're drinking Pepsi. Yeah, we took some ibuprofen. Okay, we're ready. Jason has a, a headache, so he is doing this podcast under duress. Let's see what happens. No script either. I'm no much. script tonight, guys. I Someone actually said, hey, it'd be great if you didn't have questions, Shelby, so... Let's find out what happens when Shelby doesn't have questions. That's not what they meant, but I like how you I know, it on you know. That guy. Um, yeah, so Arizona did lose this evening to Mississippi what? State. The football game of the century, <laughs> according to a lot of Arizona fans, apparently. Oh, Shelby's pissed. Um, anyway, the, final, lost. the final score was 39-17, um, though it's difficult to be like oh arizona sucks if you look at that score that's really not what happened but um before we start talking maybe about x's and o's a little bit we have here's the word a of public the day. service announcement here's the word of the day what is the I word of the day i want to talk about the game okay let's not talk about the game we will but okay <laughs> i i think arizona fans need perspective Perspective. The word, uh, if I had one of those bells, perspective. It's like Sesame yeah. Street. Right. Count, uh, no, that's the number no, guy. No, that's the number guy. Who used to spell shit out? I don't know. Let's just say Elmo. Big bird. Okay. Anyway, the dogs are furious. Like, here's the deal. I'm going to go on a little rant. I think the knowledgeable Arizona fan realizes what tonight was. Tonight was a game that saw an experienced SEC team that has like something like 78% of its roster returning. Like, its entire two deep returned, Which I you think. did say in our previous <laughs> right. podcast. Like, a better football team facing a program that was literally one of the worst in the country. Last year. That has 53 new players, right? 53, I believe. Mm-hmm. 
that has freshmen at multiple positions, that has a quarterback, like, I can keep That going. are not rolling deep in several key positions either. An, an SEC team beat Arizona. Oh, the fucking horror. Excuse exactly. my language, but it's like what the, the, the spread was 12 and a half for a reason. Damn it, Vegas. You know everything. I, I predicted 38 to 24. Jason was really close. Okay. And here's the deal. People, Mississippi State people are like, oh, they're a, a, an average SEC team. Yeah. Okay. You can't bitch about the Pac-12 and say how bad the Pac-12 is and then be like, but they're a middle-of-the-road SEC team. Yeah, what's that road? Alabama? Georgia? Like, is that the road? Like, come on. And we said in the preview, I said, people are not giving Mississippi State's defense enough credit. They have a good defensive coordinator with a good scheme. It's a 3-3-5, but it's a little different. A lot of times it's just four linemen. They just use the linebacker as a lineman. They have one of the they have the third best SEC rushing defense behind Alabama and Georgia. No, no, no. That's not good enough though, Jason. Like, and people are like, oh, I'm shocked. And look, I'm not saying we'll get to the game in a minute. But perspective. If Arizona doesn't beat San Diego State in the season opener, nobody expects Arizona to beat Mississippi State. What happened right. was Arizona won a football game. That they were not expected to. Arizona fans, a chunk of them, not everyone, this isn't directed at all of them, got ahead of themselves and were like, oh yeah, Arizona is the best team in the country. This SEC team, they can't handle it. Ugh, they suck. And that was never the reality. There are very, very few people, if any, before the season that would have told you that Arizona was going to open the year 2-0. I think... A decent amount of people thought they would beat San Diego State. Mississippi State was a different animal. They are a good football team. It is an eight-win football team in the SEC with one of the hardest schedules in the nation. They return a quarterback who will literally hold every Mississippi State passing record when it's all said and done. Every single one. They have talent at running back, which we saw against Memphis, and Johnny Nansen warned us. He goes, look, man, they're going to run the ball. They ran the ball against Memphis. They have wide receivers. Freaking Austin Williams, I don't think, has ever dropped a pass in his life. No, he's pretty incredible. And that's what we said in the offensive preview. We said, like, he doesn't drop passes. And they're going to pass it to a bunch of dudes. And yet here we are, and again, I'll get to the game, after the game, People are like, oh, Arizona sucks and all of this. It's like, you need perspective. Arizona, I, I, this is going to be really hard for some people to handle, was not going to go undefeated. What? Arizona was going to have struggles at quarterback, at running back, on defense, on offense. The games that it loses, positions will struggle. This team is rebuilding. Mississippi State is pretty much where it's going to be. An eight-win SEC team. Arizona won one game last year. It was against a Cal team that was depleted by COVID. Arizona lost to NAU. The idea that it would beat a Mississippi State SEC team, it's like, you got to have perspective, guys. It's almost like, I don't want to say enjoy the ride type of deal, but I was very clear in the preseason, and I'm, I, I know this makes me, sound arrogant or whatever there's there's stages to this thing 
you don't go from one win against a shit team to nine wins to that. Like, it, that, that's not how it works. You look at it, the over-under in Vegas, when it all started, was two and a half wins. Arizona's halfway there. Through two games. Right? Next week is going to be tough. But you watch Colorado, Arizona's better than Colorado. You watch Cal, you can make an argument that Arizona's better than Cal. So if Arizona wins a couple games and they win, let's say they end the season four four wins. Is it a disappointment overall? Maybe to some, but the way I look at it, it's progress. That's four times the amount of wins they had last year. Exactly. And then you say to yourself, okay, they have four wins. Now next year, it's time to make a bowl. And I've said this whole time, like I'm going to go on another rant this week. I hate this out of conference schedule. Whoever set it up is stupid. Like the idea that Arizona now has to play North Dakota State is so dumb. And it's going to get ridiculed in the national media. So you know it's not only me. It's a no-win situation against a really good football team that Arizona does not need to play. Like, this week should have been UCLA style where they're playing, like, South Point Catholic. Right? Like, it's just whatever. But moving forward, all I ask is that people have perspective. Take a look at the bigger picture of what is going on and insert yourself into a reality that you may not want to accept, but that exists. And right. the reality is that this team isn't Alabama in Georgia or USC or UCLA or Utah. This is a rebuild. And you look at Colorado's rebuild, and it's going so in the wrong direction. Going the other way. And you look at Arizona's rebuild, and if you don't think it's going in the right direction, you're a moron. Wow. Strong words from Mr. Shear. And that is not the headache talking. It might be. It might be. But in the words of our friend and colleague, Michael Luke, who said it many times in the press box tonight, but he also tweeted it like 60 times, Rome was not built in a day. And How long did it take? It took a long time. I mean, don't get me started. I, I actually thought of an answer on the way home, driving home, but I'm not going to get into ancient history. But the point is, is um, scalable growth is important, that's a key phrase. If anybody is in business, um, I was using the analogy on the way home because I was raging about this. If, if you are in a business and you get a new CEO and they come in and they clean house and they have to like build everything up from the ground up and you know get everybody on board and change the culture and all that fun stuff, it takes at least Five years. That's why there's five-year strategic plans in business. So you got the 10-year one, all that fun stuff. So the fact that Arizona fans are so passionate, and really I think it's the passion. Arizona fans are so passionate. Yeah, and, I, and someone on, on Twitter said, Sheer, this isn't like we're not angry. This is just we're, we're passionate. It's passionate and hopeful. Guys, I am a native Tucsonan. I totally get it. Shelby broke two doors tonight. I broke no doors no. tonight. <laughs> and I actually did pick Arizona. I, I even tweeted. I said, I am an I am an unabashed homer. But even I can read the writing on the wall. So for the people out there who are Arizona fans, you know, keep being passionate. We're not saying not be passionate. Shelby, would you say don't stop believing? Ugh, don't. I also tweeted, <laughs> if anybody doesn't know this about me, and, I, and don't come at me about it because it's just a personal preference. Like, I, I like Tchaikovsky. I like jazz. I like... Matzo ball soup. I like matzo ball soup. I like hard rock. 
I like a lot of genre. We were just listening to The Chronic. We were listening to Lato on the way home. Like Lato? I don't know to say it wrong. Anyway, <laughs> I just really don't like Journey. And you know so what? the fact that that stupid Don't Stop Believing song with the choreographed phones was so cool annoyed me because I really don't you like that song. You know what's funny song. is I don't know if you probably don't know the history. So that was Mississippi State's song. I don't care. Like fourth quarter for years and they got rid of it this year because Leach didn't want it. Oh, God, so I love Leech more now. Mississippi State fans are probably like, hell yeah. But I think we can agree it's better than whatever the hell they use last I will year. say, I also was thinking of this. Um, I was thinking, like, at least that Jed Fish wanted that country song that mentioned Tucson. Yeah, honestly, like, Jed Fish could get a microphone and just fart in it, and it would have been better than what <laughs> we heard last year. I'm really not sure. Did Jed really pick that one, or was it some marketing student from Eller? It was, it was like, let's use idea. this country song because it says Tucson. Anyway, I will give you that that Don't Stop Believing was marginally better than that country song. It's still not my favorite. Um, yeah. But, like, it's, and we're talking about the game now, but everything I say is still with, like, perspective. So, for instance, I'm not going to sugarcoat stuff just because of perspective. Jaden Delora played like shit tonight. Right. That's the simplest. He was 23 of 45 for 220, one touchdown, three picks. Did not play well. Yet, he played well last week, and he was the Pac-12 so offensive player of the week. here's what we're going to say about perspective. Let's, let's hear it. There are people legitimately saying, is he the guy? Why not go to Noah Fafita? Now, double-fold, I love Noah Fafita. Great kid, great family. I think he's going to be a great player. The idea that you bench your quarterback after one bad game against an SEC team is so beyond stupid. I feel like Arizona's done that before. Right. Number two, you there are people out there that watch San Diego State, watch Jaden Delora go on the road in the season opener, throw four touchdowns, and proceed to win Pac-12 Player of the Week. And a week later, those same people are like, oh, I don't know if he's good. Guys, bad games happen. Every quarterback in the country, save for... The guys that are going to win the Heisman are, you know, are, are not whatever. Like, they, they, I they have ups and downs. I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, I'm pulling up stats because this made me laugh. Anthony Richardson of Florida, last week against Utah, Shelby, mm-hmm. was 17 of 24 for 168 yards, but he ran for 106 yards and three touchdowns. There were people, you can Google this, that called him a mix of Cam Newton, Vince Young, Tim, Tim Tebow. Ooh, lofty. Like, holy shit, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Today they lost to Kentucky. Anthony Richardson went 14 of 35 for 143 yards, two picks, and ran six times for four yards. Wow, he is the worst quarterback on earth. So is he Vince Young and Tim Tebow? Or is he whatever? A junior He's probably neither. He's probably a mix. This is college football, guys. These are kids. I think people forget these are kids. Unless they go to BYU. Right. I think their kicker is like 70 years old. <laughs> uh, you're going to see off games. Now, the real question is, as I always say, and Shelby says too, is if it becomes... It becomes a pattern. Yes. And a pattern is more than three. So if Jaden Delora plays like crap next week, I think we can start a conversation. If he plays well next week, no one cares about today. You can't see one guy playing a bad game and go, you know what? He's just not the guy. It's just also hard because, yes, it is the quarterback. He is the spotlight player on the field at all times. But again, he is still a person. He is going to make mistakes. And yep, probably someone's going to have a bad night. And sometimes it is the quarterback. That sucks. Um, I will say, and I tweeted this, that you know Jed Fish, after the game in the post-game presser, was very calm. Not that he wouldn't be calm. He's pretty chill. But like, he even commented Jaden didn't have a good night, but he and, even put it on himself. And like, he's a perspective guy too, because yeah. he said multiple times this is part of the process. It, like I hate to tell you guys this, but this is where we are. This is a process for us. We are not there yet. Arizona's not there yet. And I do like what Jed did. And that look, Jaden Delora, his biggest issue tonight to me wasn't the interceptions. It was not running. It was that he probably could have had 150 yards rushing. Like, that's what it felt like. And it was the fact that he didn't rush and he forced things that led to the interceptions with the two. And so had he run, it would have been a different thing. And Jed Fish said, look, that's my fault. In practice, we tell him not to run and that carried over to the game. I will get that fixed. Yeah, and that is the coach. That The buck stops here. And you know, that, I liked it. It was good. But yeah, that look, Jaden DeLore didn't play well. We're not going to sugarcoat it. Now, I will say, I thought the whole offense was bad. Yes. I thought the run game beyond Wiley, and even Wiley, he had the one big run for 34 yards. But if you look at the other stuff, he adds up to five for 15. That's not good. Jonah Coleman, nothing. P.J. Williams, non-existent. Jamari Joyner, I thought was a horrible decision by Jed Fish. I love Jamari, but... You know, Jaden Delora finally had some momentum. Yeah, that was a really rhythm, bad call. And then he put Joyner in. Didn't like it. Cowing went, had the touchdown, obviously, in the first play. was almost non-existent. Seven catches for 38 yards. was more of an outlet. Dropped the pass. Uh, T-Mac dropped the pass. You know, even T.J. Williams, like, three drops. Uh, and, 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 you know, it's it, it's just it, in 164 yards after the catch are actually pretty good. Wazoo had 184, but 
We'll get to that in a minute. The offense just, it felt like something wasn't there. And Jed said it was down in distance. That every time they, it, it was like a one step forward, two step back type of deal. And you just get in your like, head. And... And, and the delay of games are unacceptable. The delay of game after an incomplete pass, unacceptable. That's two delay of games. They have to figure out what's going on there. The offensive line struggled. And again, like I said this before, Mississippi State's run defense is really freaking good. And should have Arizona done better than 22 carries or 40 yards? Absolutely. Now, keep in mind, if you get rid of Jaden Delora and the fumble, it's really 22 carries for 70-some-odd yards. Because the sacks, you take away 25 and then 8 for the fumble. So it's really 70, 22 carries for 73 yards. Which isn't good, but it's better than, than what they did. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the offense struggled, but this is the same offense that looked really good against San Diego State. So, again, it's so early, and this is going on all through college football. Like, look at what happened today in college football. Is Alabama not normal Alabama? They didn't play well today against Texas. They still won barely. They, they won, but, you know, is, you know, and, and you take a look really throughout the country. Like, there's some upsets today. Yeah, and you got to wonder, like, is Notre Dame a, a bad team because it lost to Marshall? Maybe. Uh, you know, is, is Florida was the hottest team and everyone loved them, and they, they looked like crap against Kentucky. Wisconsin, you know, lost it. And you just you go down the line, and there's weird results. And the reason there's weird results is because it's early in the season in a bomb-ass sport. And you won't know. You'll know more about Arizona. Next week. Next week. If Arizona shits the bed next week, let's have a discussion. To me, losing to an SEC team, whatever. And and I know that that used to get on Shelby's nerves a lot because I would come home and she'd be like, "Are are you pissed?" I mean, no. They lost their team. That's good. Like I don't. I look at the big picture. Like if they lose next week, will I be pissed? I don't know because I think North Dakota State's really good. If they lose to Colorado, yeah, fire everyone. <laughs> Colorado. Yeah, that would be not good. Right, Colorado's dog shit. I mean, they're, they're the worst team in the conference. I don't care what anyone says. but <laughs> I don't think anyone disagrees with you. Um, you know, that's just kind of the, the way things are. The offense was bad. They need to clean it up. They need to be better. But they also probably won't face a defense. Maybe, maybe USC. Maybe USC's defense is awful. Oh. Maybe Utah's that's defense. Um, you know, defensively, Mississippi State will challenge to wind up being the best defense Arizona faces all year. And, and they learned a lot of lessons from that. But before we move on to defense, there's there's one to two-ish notes I have that are actually what is things two-ish? I... two-ish? Is that like one and well, a half? one-ish to two-ish, it's you know. Late. I apologize. It's um, I did like that Coleman chased down yes. the defender who got the ball on that pick. Yep. And that was true grit. And that is something that I look for. I love Jonah Coleman. He... I just assumed that was going to be a touchdown, and he caught up with him and at least tripped him up. He didn't have to do that, but he finished. And that's what you want to see, even like when the tide turns, somebody going out and doing that. So I was really happy with his performance in that moment because that shows like that glimmer of hope that all of us are looking for when we have those kind of moments. The one thing I did not particularly care to see is, and this is, just one time I saw it with Cowing in particular, but Delora needed help tonight. And obviously the receivers dropping stuff wasn't great, but they also didn't kind of go back. They were not spatially aware of where the ball was. I did not like that Coleman or Cowing kind of left Delora out to dry a couple of times. Like he could have got a couple of those balls. 
So I don't know if it was just kind of defeatist attitude, like things aren't working tonight. I'm not really sure. I know Kelly's a really great guy too, but I just yeah, I think true it, grit. I think it was things just weren't things just clicking. weren't clicking. Uh, also, Shelby, I'm very surprised that you didn't mention this. Arizona had five receptions from two. Uh, the tight ends. The tight ends. My boy, Tanner McLaughlin. I did tweet it every single time. Four though. for fifty-one. Had the, he's good, man. He's he the best tight end on the team. He really is. More tight ends, guys. So, hey now. Back to the defensively. Defense. This is a a weird game because people are going to see the thirty-nine points for Mississippi State. And they're going to say, man. Oh, Arizona's defense sucked. Arizona's defense sucked. But you have to keep in mind, basically, like, it's... Take a look at the drive chart for, for Mississippi State, right? They're starting on the Arizona 40. Their own 28, their own 25, 20, 25, 44, 25. Arizona 11, their own 20, 23, 31. Right, they they decently for the most part their average so their average field position was their own thirty six I believe unless that's wrong, um, but they they started off with pretty good field position due in large part to the turnovers. So Will Rogers is as you know as I as I said beforehand is awesome. I I looked at him and I'm not sure he's just a system quarterback. He does really does not make many mistakes. I thought Arizona, for the most part, did a nice job of getting to the quarterback. Like, they pressured Will Rogers. They did. Uh, a decent amount. The problem was, is that what people don't realize is like, oh, they're dropping three or whatever. There are blitzes from other directions when they did that. But the problem when you face an offense like this is you don't really know where it's coming from. You could blitz, but if you blitz, you're leaving someone open. You could drop back, but if you drop back, you're giving him too much time. So, like, Will Rogers last week had 450 yards, right? He's now got nine touchdowns and two interceptions. But Arizona held him. I hate saying that, but Arizona held him to, you know, 300. What did he, what did he finish with, Shelby? 313 yards, right? So let me pull up his game log from last year because I want to. I wanna, oh, is this more perspective? I want to prove a point. Okay. Those points turn me on. Anyway. What? Uh, last year. You ready? So 313, I said, right? Yes. Here are his passing totals. Okay. 290. That was in the bowl game. Working backwards. 336, 391, 415, 417. This is an SEC play. He had 300 against Bama. Okay. That was his low. His lowest, actually, of the season was the 290 in the bowl game. And then 294 against North Carolina State, right? He threw for 300 against Bama. This dude owns or is going to own every passing record. He had 10 incompletions. God, I mean, that's through a high percentage, but 313 and four. It, it, it's a weird situation because they only finished with 426 yards, right? And... It's, it's the type of deal where you look at the yardage that this team puts. And I remember the days of, you know, I, I joke, but, like, I remember the days of, like, Marcel Yates, <laughs> where you, they were, you were giving up 90 
90 million points and 2,000 yards in a game. It's the type of situation where the defense wasn't really put in the best position. And to me, they, they still played like they, they still played well, right? They got a, they got a like, lot of stops. Against a normal offense, this probably would have been they would have dominated. good enough to win. And like I said, I mean, there's their situation. Like, yeah, I, I mentioned the Alabama game. They only had nine points. But, you know, 39 points, you got to keep in field position in mind. Like, you're, you're starting at the 11 a few times and all that. This is a high-powered offense with guys that really could catch it at, at any position. We take a look. There were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight nine, nine, ten. Ten, yeah. Ten guys with the reception tonight. Mm-hmm. And That's we talked about tough. this. Leach's strategy is death by a thousand cuts. He has all of these offensive weapons. He's going to use all of them in some way. And it's going to be tricky. And it's going to be unpredictable. And when you think he's going to you know, run, he's going to call a, a, a throw. Like He's all over the place. And to have our defense be able to contain I mean, the Arizona, way they were tonight yeah. is impressive. Arizona had six tackles for loss, which... I'm not sure they had six tackles for lost all last year. I mean, progress. <laughs> they had sacks. They had two sacks. They, again, forced turnovers, forced three turnovers. Arizona's forcing turnovers. They're getting interceptions, which they didn't get last year. And so, to me, it's almost like the defense did all it's can. I almost feel bad for it because the offense didn't put it in the best positions. But I, I'm actually surprised by what the defense has looked like. And you got to keep in mind, and it's, you went from San Diego State, which was a power run, to the complete opposite in Mississippi State. And then next week is, again, Another the complete turn. opposite where they're going to try to basically, you know, North Dakota State is going to try to shove 18 running backs <laughs> at Arizona and pass it very little because Trey Lance isn't there anymore. But, like, I'm looking at their box score. And they haven't played anyone in Arizona, but they've won 99-17 uh, to 17 is the combined to score, but they're playing D2 teams. But, like, you take a look at their box score, and uh, they only passed 17 times, and they ran 31. They only ran 48 plays to score right. 43 points. And they're, they're just much run. more one-dimensional, and that's the difference between and they're good. I mean, D2, they're good, they're good D2 school, versus an SEC, really good Mississippi State team that yeah. can do everything. Right, and it's just, it's, it's a different animal secs at schools are just our different animal and north dakota state's going to run the ball run the ball some more and run the ball more after that that's what they do this quarterback right now that they have they just they run he was seven to twelve in the first game two touchdowns six of nine this game two touchdowns it, it's just it's a we're getting ahead of ourselves right, because sorry. there's another thing that we have neglected to talk <sighs> about that we will start doing better job of doing is also just touching on special teams. Because let's say the first two touchdowns that Mississippi State had, they did not get the extra point. And yeah, that was funny. That was funny. Um, we did get all of our extra points and our field goals and everything tonight. And so, I mean, that's always important, especially in a close game. So special teams at least – is doing much better than they did even last yes. year as well. And defensively, I mentioned this last week, Jerry Roberts, 10 tackles. He's going to lead the team in tackles. Hunter Eccles played a hell of a game. Nine tackles, one and a half for loss, broke up a pass. Jackson Turner 
probably the play of the game. I mean, yep. that was a that was basically a uh, I'm stronger than you, and I'm going to show it. Play. That was amazing. Literally, just took it from the guy. Great play. But look, again, let's close it out because it's effing two oh eight in the morning. Uh, it's all about perspective, kids. Like, I'm not sitting here saying, you know, this isn't the NAU loss. This isn't the Colorado last loss of last year. It's a loss to an SEC team. You take it. You move on. If it becomes a pattern, you worry about it. Right. You see what happens next week. I've and always sometimes you just learn the more. belief that college football is about patterns. I brought up Anthony Richardson. If he plays like shit next week, maybe the first game was an anomaly, and that's the real Anthony Richardson. Maybe the first game for Arizona was an anomaly, and this is the real Jaden Delora. I don't think so, but you, you can't make the the decision. Snap! This. It's a snap emotional decision. And remember, not only was this kid the Pac-12 Player of the Week, he was a Pac-12 Offensive Freshman of the Year, guys. Like it's not like he's just this is his first football game ever. He played like crap. We'll see what happens. Not the end of the world. Arizona lost to a better football team. There's probably right now a quite a few better football teams in Arizona, and you hope that eventually it gets to the point where there's not. Right. But we also want to wrap it up by just saying this is like the long game. Like we're not in it just for this particular game or this particular season. Jedfish sees things that way. And so even though he probably understands there's some upset fans, grumpy fans, want him to be fired already, maybe even fans, like, you know, hopefully – He's keeping that long perspective. He's been a coach for a long time. He knows this. It's like marriage, Shelby. We all make mistakes, but sometimes you're just kind of stuck with what you've got. But not this marriage. Right? Did you just divorce me? I don't understand. <laughs> no. okay. Anyway, I need to go to bed. But it's I late. still have articles to write, so you go to bed. I'm going to bed. And I will write articles. Good night. Good night. Bear down. Shelby wanted me to play uh, Don't Start Believe It. Don't, don't stop, stop, start believing. Stop the remake. Don't, don't start believing. Uh, but the lawyer said it would cost $40 million. Shelby, take it. Don't stop believing. That, that's all I know. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think that is right. Explore the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system in the new documentary, As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.